0: far as when you started to uh perform your own songs and your own project and your music, when did you start doing that?
1: Um well kind of like how you were saying, I did I was part of a band. Um it was a band called Milltown Project at Milwaukee High School of the Arts and we had a band as well. Okay, right? I was kinda wanting to leave vocals. Uh we had like one more other artist who was who was like my guy, his name's Verge and um you know who that guy Eli is? Eli Reuben. He's like mm-hmm. a, Eli well, Stones. No, 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 okay. no. Eli no. Stones and Eli Reuben are two different people. Okay, but, okay yeah. Um, Eli Reuben, Elijah Reuben. He used to um play a guitar in that band. We had uh, a drummer named mm. uh, Paul, uh, who actually was the reason for everybody kind of getting up together and stuff. Gotcha. And um, we had a. Yeah, key, A piano player Named uh, Eli uh, Elijah Or Elias I'm, so, I'm sorry I'm so sorry I'm butchering everything Because it's oh, been so long but yeah, yeah 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 Elias was on the keys Elijah was uh, <clears throat> The guitarist And uh, Paul was the drummer And then there was Two vocalists And uh, Yeah we were mil- A mill project At some point <clears throat> And that's when We were performing In front of the auditorium mm-hmm. In front of uh, You know The school Doing little events you know, And little side missions If you will Like yeah. you know outside of school and stuff like that. And that's when all I was, we was doing original music. And a lot of the music was kind of catered to like my first, like some of my older music. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't where, you know, I wanted to be. It was just kind of like they took a chance on me, was just playing and we were gigging and getting opportunities. And they played a lot better like as far as live music. So they were able to kind of tweak however the song sounded and, you know, make live music sound right. better. But um, besides all that.
0: <clears throat> you were the, the lyricist and yeah. the singer?
1: Yeah. But See. that was like back in twenty fourteen. Okay. So yeah, I've been talking original music since it was twenty fourteen. Yeah. And then in the last five years I've been taking my own personal music seriously and kind of really taking it a step forward to really be a professional with it.
0: Okay. So twenty eighteen was kinda when you started to do your own solo project kind of mm-hmm. thing with Nilex Nile. Yep. Gotcha. How well,
1: Okay, it was an evolution, but I <laughs> went through like a few names, uh, because I was a different name at first, well, under a different uh alias. That's what like, that was? Huh, what was that name? Uh, it was a young epic, bro. Young, uh, young epic, young epic, young. Bro. That epic. was it was so cringy, <laughs> was so cringy but uh, yeah, yeah. I decided it was time to, um, to mature and grow up, yeah, yeah. And I think that the music resonates with the maturity and where I am now,
0: yeah, definitely. So, were you still. Was not much, uh, like, do you have any music under that at no, all?
1: Just everything is taken off of social media. <laughs> <laughs> I made sure to, like, sure, rip that whole, yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah. Hell, yeah. Have you always liked performing? Always. I think yeah. um I had an experience uh in preschool that allowed me to, which is funny because you like preschool. Well, I don't even want to say preschool because who knows, maybe I can't really date it all the way back then. But I want to say I had an a experience back in first grade. And ever since then, I was kind of like just trying to better performing, you know, or at least being in front of a crowd full of people and kind of speaking in a way where um, I felt like I was. it's, it's kind of like I was like training and auditioning every time I'm performing in front of a group of people. But mm-hmm. I was uh, that experience led me to wanting to really be in front of people, being an entertainer.
0: Sure. Yeah. That's what I was kind of getting at as far as like the earlier stages of being on stage. Really, I think developer kind of bring out that side of people um if they never knew that before I think to getting that out at an early age and realizing that like being on stage and being comfy on on stage yeah. really
1: helps a lot of people Now initially though as a you know as a kid in first grade when that happened um initially it wasn't even about music at the time it was kind of some black history month stuff uh-huh. so it kind of was the I guess, I think the the domino effect the triggering effect that allowed me to be like all right this is what I want to do right for my life but, yeah, I get where you're coming from. I don't know. I guess uh, it had to start somewhere, like you said. So
0: yeah, yeah. Do you um, as far as like uh your musicianship goes, like how do you, like what do you what does your process look like? Do you um, like how do you write your songs? Because I know like listening to your music, you're very. Um, you're a crazy lyricist. I really like your I lyrics. I don't want to say all that, but I appreciate your it. Your <laughs> lyrics are really, really solid. You got bars, <laughs> right? No, I, but um as far as like the beats and the producing, how do you go about that and kind of putting it all together
1: into one project? Um, again, I'm a fan of uh, artists like you know, uh, Mick Jenkins, Isaiah Rashad. You know, um, he was just featured on one of your songs, yeah? right, right, right? Hell yeah. Um, appreciate that. Um, That's fucking cool. But I'm a fan of, like, people like uh, Mick Jenkins, Isaiah Rashad, um, who else? I want to say people like uh, Abso, you know, Kendrick Lamar, T.D., Dreamville, you know, type of rap music, conscious rap, if you will, right? But my my whole thing is I like to make music where the beats kind of can resemble something that allow me to tap into a part of myself where I'll be able to uh, conceptualize the, the uh, purpose of the message that I'm trying to get across, and at the same time, kind of not be too far off from. Okay, this has a little bounce to it, so maybe I could kind of, you know, finesse the the mm. flow to kind of get people an upbeat, more energized, you know, verse mm. or song. And then, if not more bounce and jump, let's give them something to listen to, whether it's a vibe or just something that they need to hear, and kind of um, put it in both of a form of where it's understandable, it's not too like lyrically intact where i'm trying to be like you know the most lyrical rapper in the world but at the same time trying to be more uh again relatable because i know that Mm -hmm. you know when you are starting off as a rapper at least you can lose the listener in so many ways and you might not understand that you're the reason for why the the listeners like it's not even a beat most of the time they'll be trying to like listen to you but if your delivery isn't, like, intact and, you know, it's kind of boring or something, people are going to be like, okay, yeah, well, this isn't for me. Or even if they are paying attention to what you're saying specifically, your subject matter can really bore a person, too. So I just try mm-hmm. to mix it up and try to give people a little bit of this and a little bit of that.
0: Catching their ear a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's interesting because I don't really – I don't listen to a whole lot of rap alternative kind of music like yeah. that too often. Mm-hmm. Um, So I appreciate you listening to me. (laughs) Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like to listen to any kind of music, especially cool, like, to sit down and have a conversation with you after listening to it. It's really cool to have that connection. But Mm -hmm. um, when you make your music, are you constantly kind of thinking about how the the listener is going to perceive it? Mm. Um, Or are you kind of more, yeah, where does it come
1: from? I think it specifically comes from, um, just wanting to, cause, okay, so I've done a lot now. <clears throat> this is, like I said, like probably year five, a year two, year one, I really need to do a whole lot that I can really speak about to make it feel like I can give a person a reason to be like, Oh man, that sounds like it was a great time. Or I wonder how this part of the world feels. Cause I ain't really experienced or live enough, you know? Hmm. So, I think, um uh, I guess to ask you a question, I guess it took uh, experience in, in listening to other people's songs and being like, if I were to hear this on a playlist full of other songs that sounded like what I wanted to do, how would it all match up? So, uh, again, like, in the rap community, a lot of times people who are recording you that actually care about what you're doing, not just some, like, engineer in the, in the studio trying to pay their likes, you know? Mm-hmm. But... If people are, you know, recording you and actually caring about what you're doing, they try to, like, they give you a comparison of, like, make this song, like, when you play it on a playlist, it just sound like it's supposed to be there when you change the song, you know? Instead of it sounding like, oh, yeah, the volume and everything wasn't really. Mm. Like, because, again, a lot of rappers kind of, some people get away with it, you know, like, some of the, that, little, that little Florida SoundCloud rave. Mm. They kind of wave. They kind of, um, you know, came into the game with, like, very mediocre mixing. And um, it kind of took them far as far as the, like, emo rap with, like, the X's next, right. yeah, you yeah. know? But, you know, for, again, an upcoming <laughs> rapper who's really trying to conceptualize and try to be really on point about their music, your ideas have to be intact. You have to have really good mixing. It has to be represented well. Or, again, like I was saying before, like, you just turn the listener off. And that's just kind of what I've always been focusing on and working on. Like, you know, I think that you know, And this is just me saying that you don't have to, like, because I'm here, you ain't got to, like, you know. But Nostalgia Everclear right now, my new newest body of work, I feel like is my best version of what I can do musically mm-hmm. that I've ever put out because um, I really care at this time. I try to, like, keep a lot of things in the same, like, realm, ideally and subject matter-wise. Mm-hmm. I try not to, like, have the beats going so far. Like, how Free Lunch, my mixtape, it was like, I can give you some, like, some kind of poppy rap with bagels, Right. And then I give you some poppy rap with bagels, and then just the vibe was Switch because I will give you hip hop with nostalgia, uh, you know. And on this album, it was more so like, you know, you can get uh, the opening track free into um, um. I can't even think about. I can't even think yeah. of my my soundtrack right. Oh yeah, nostalgia, he, nostalgia, nostalgia. nostalgia. Oh yeah. So it was free into nostalgia, and then to where it's at, where it's all hip hop. It's not mm. jumping into something pop. It's not jumping into something like singy rap. It's like okay, you're rapping. Subject matter, the beats, and everything is representing your style as a hip hop artist. Yep. And you know, it just it just stayed on point this other time. So
0: it was a very consistent piece for mm-hmm. sure. Listening through, yeah,
1: very digestible too. I it was appreciate that. Sixteen minutes, mm-hmm.
0: and like you could listen to that on repeat, or I could, or I could listen. Like the average listener could just keep looping mm-hmm. that whole album. There's yeah. a lot of projects. If they get a little bit too long, you lose that listener.
1: And that's the thing, I think Uh, you ever, you have you ever heard of an artist named Tierra Wack? She is a hip hop artist. She came out, I believe like a, a couple years ago, maybe like close to like seven, six years ago. Probably like, I think like 2016, 15. But when she came out, she dropped an album of, I believe it was 15 songs. They're always one minute a piece. Mm. And it was 15 minutes. And I looked at it and I said, man, Cause I was I was beating myself up about having eight songs. I was like, dude, this is so short. Like people are gonna hear it. It'll probably just be, drop today and be gone tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. I watched how she did it. She did it different too, of course, with her like representation visually and her marketing. Like she was really on point where where it went. But she dropped the album with fifteen one song, one minute songs, and the fact that that was only fifteen minutes. And I had did like a sixteen minute album. I was just kind of like. People might like it. Let me not beat myself up again, like you said. Like I was saying, the, the sound is cohesive, so mm-hmm. I just wondered what people thought. And a lot of people who uh seen me when I got back in town from uh Minneapolis during the tour run so far, yep. they were just like, Yeah, man, I heard the album, it sounds really, really good, cohesive. Man, I'm really proud of you. And I was just like, Okay, I did my job,
0: yeah, yeah. And that's all you could really ask for is that the latest piece of art that you have out is the, the, yeah. what you feel like is most representative of you at that time mm-hmm. you know that's kind of how i picture the albums i put out it's kind of like a time stamp and mm-hmm. just building off the next project and keep moving forward like we're yep. talking about one thing i wanted to ask you was um in that project when you're working on it you said seven months you were kind of working yeah seven on months yeah how many songs didn't make that project
1: about 22 Whew. um the reason why i say that is because there was a lot of ideas that was, like, jotted down. There were ideas that was, like, demoed. And there was even ideas that, you know, I considered, but it was just like, you know, this might not be what I'm supposed to be going for. And, you know, again, it, that initially I was planning for 14. Okay. Like so, totally. you know, and then it, yeah. it chopped from 14 to, like, 8. And then it was going to go to 10. And then I, um, the day of release... There was a a problem I had to fix, and so instead of it being ten songs for the album, it became eight. But again, I'm just happy there that was it a was what that the problem there was like an error. Oh, okay. Um, there was an error with like uh, something that was like said or recorded as far as on the actual like both of the songs mm-hmm. that I had to kind of chop. But um, I think that's the beauty of being able to know your art and just being able to you know you know kind of in a sense be the, the person who can be the, the decision maker. Because honestly, who knows, maybe if they would have came out and people spent spend more time with them, maybe it wouldn't have been a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. But um, I think uh, this is, like, my first, like, real, like, first listen for a lot of people who don't know me. Like, maybe, like, you've never heard anything I've done. Maybe mm-hmm. you heard, like, one single or two last year, even with mm-hmm. the Pusha T show and the uh, summer festivals uh, run I was doing. Like... You know, maybe this was like your first first real listener and I want my first real listener to be super uh intact and cohesive to the first listener so that way they can be expecting what's next for me.
0: All right. One thing from cause I I think I've heard of Nilex Nile for years now, just mm. living in Milwaukee, just kind of hearing about you, um and kinda I re- Watching what you've been doing in the last year or two, just more closely, mm-hmm. I can tell you're working your ass off, which is really Man. fucking cool, and Appreciate you put out that. quality, which is really really refreshing for Appreciate sure. Appreciate that, yeah. But um, uh, paper route. I remember mm-hmm. listening to that. Was when was when did that release?
1: I released paper route. Um, I want to say August seventeenth. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was like August seventeenth. So mm-hmm. I remember
0: listening to that and watching the video with Willie, and mm-hmm. that video is phenomenal. It's man, so good, man. appreciate that. Shout but, out
1: to my boy Carter Green. Yeah, that was Carter. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, And, man, I remember going to your Spotify and being mm-hmm. like, why aren't why you, like, have more listeners, mm-hmm. honestly? I mean, now you have a good amount. We were talking about that. But at the time, I was like, man, you're doing something right. But mm-hmm. I feel that you deserve more attention at the time when yeah. I saw you, which is cool to see you keeping going, you know?
1: Yeah, I, I, and the thing is, again, it goes back to it's really tricky to be a hip-hop alternative, well, alternative hip-hop artist. Um, I don't have no answer to why. My Spotify uh, monthly listeners was like that as well. Because even when I released um, Free Lunch, the mixtape last year, I mean, two years ago, because I, mm-hmm. I, 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 I released added songs and made a, del- a deluxe last year. But when I released Free Lunch, there was a really good response rate of monthly listeners going up, right? Mm. And then it went down, and then it got to a a straight, like, 120-something, right? Mm. And then um, I think, you know, again, with the anticipation of doing out-of-town shows, meeting so many different people, even uh, collaborating with, you know, Wave Chappelle, uh, Clayton, Mm -hmm. even Mick Jenkins, like, excuse me, um, it pretty much kind of helped I think with the reach of like the music where where my sound can go because then it puts me in all these different algorithms. Mm. You know, you got a Clayton who's an R&B artist, right? And then you have a you know Wave Chappelle who's been doing his thing for years too, and he's a, a really dope hip hop artist himself. And then you also have Mick Jenkins who's you know in a whole different district, in a sense, and his music is touching a whole different realm, but he's like hip hop as well. So being able to have my music in different like realms, mm. give all these different fans who are like in the algorithm because the music is being pushed through those sources to be like, oh, what's this? Like I've never right. heard nothing like this, and giving it a chance or at least if they like it, <coughs> putting it on a playlist. So yeah, it's it, it was I'm sorry, it was a um very big mystery because just like how you was feeling that way, yeah. Me and my uh, homie uh, Rod Worthman was talking about that like last summer and we were kinda looking at numbers and it just wasn't adding up. So yeah I'm just happy that um it has grown and I'm excited to see where it goes for the rest of the year.
0: Yeah, doing something right. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed any jump with doing this tour and kind of playing more shows outside of Milwaukee? Oh uh, as far that, as like the Spotify? Yeah and just maybe A like little. Instagram. Um I mean It is really tough to, like, what is a fan? Like, Mm -hmm. what is your community that you're making? Um, Because I've obviously struggled, or not struggled, but encountered that as well. And I like to, uh, it's hard to really quantify Mm. about as far as, like, I think, someone reaching out on Instagram and messaging you and you having a conversation, you can't quantify that yeah. and really making a connection with somebody over your music um, or talking to somebody after a show mm-hmm. um, and just building those relationships, I think go further than what the Spotify algorithm or YouTube numbers or Instagram followers will really tell you. Yeah. But um have you felt? I guess uh, I mean, have you really done like a, t- a run like this before?
1: No, oh, this is a, my first actual real run. Uh huh. Um, I've I've done a couple of, of tours in the past. Uh, last year I did, I think it was like a three four date tour with Will on Water, mm. hip hop artist from Milwaukee. Yep. Um, that was called the the Noise Complaint Tour. Uh, through you know relationships I built going out of town, you know beforehand and everything too. So that was cool. And then on top of doing that tour. Um, I also did one uh, 2019, and that was cool, too, but that was also another small, like two, three. But this is like the first seven, Mm. like an actual full seven-day tour that I actually put together through connections that I had and, you know, networking opportunities and, you know, even just reaching out, you know, in advance because when you want to do something in reality, you kind of want to have – so it's like this, right? For streaming services, they tell you for your album – that enable for them to per, like properly like get it uploaded to stores um maybe even have potential people from these different outlets like listening to your music and maybe putting it on these different spotify playlists or you know whatever playlist in general they kind of need it in advance right yep so just like an album or body work that needs to be uploaded early you have to reach out to venues early as, as ever you have to reach out to a venue like well you know if you if you're not local you have to reach out to venues out of town like a year and a half, maybe a year in advance, because not only will you have your date most likely solidified by then, because they are booking due to their like calendar schedule. Mm-hmm. You can like properly plan promo. Um, if there's like locals who can help, like bring people to the show and have a good turnout, um, you can just properly plan like the actual look and the feel for what you're trying to do as far as the show goes, or you know whatever you try to plan to accomplish. Mm-hmm. So, um, this was the first time ever that. You know, I, I like really was able to go to ninety one point seven here in Milwaukee, 88.9. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one hundred one point seven, the truth. You don't these any different radio outlets who's like, oh, okay, you know, you're doing music, we're familiar with you, we are, you know, we like you, you're a fan of you, right? This was the first time I was able to be like, yo, I want to line this up with this this run. I want to kind of do like a whole week. Where I'm doing a PR run, where I'm coming to y'all and y'all helping me promote the album and the tour. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, even reaching out, like I said, like five, six months in advance to these venues to like, oh, yo, I know some people out here. I'd love to basically get a date or something like going back here, having money and stuff saved up because, again, tours like a lot, you know, like after this. I'll probably be, like, chilling for a little bit before I have, like, another show, you know what I'm saying, to kind of recoup on some type of money, but I kind of be doing this full time, so a lot of just, t- like, I have a lot of time to really figure out who I'm going to reach out to, how I'm going to reach out to them, that type of conversations. Like, like It's like we were talking about earlier, like, you know, going out of town and just really, like, just trusting it because you're sightseeing, you're really networking and meeting people for the first time. Mm-hmm. And for, again, like I said, a rap artist like myself, you know, it's already, like, a lot of competition in, in, in the air. So a lot of people in that different demographic is going to be like, who is this guy, like, trying to come do a show here like we don't know him? Mm. And some people can embrace you with, like, open arms and be like, "Yo, oh, we can put together a show. I, we can get a turnout and we can open mm-hmm. up for you or, you know. But, you know, it's all about, you know, also the – it's like what you give and, and and what you get, you know. So a lot of times uh, so far in some of these story dates I had people in the room and some people, it was kind of not really nobody, but, um, well, some rooms it was kind of no, not really nobody, but the beauty of it is I got up, I said I did it, and when I go back out these ways, like, these people will remember me at least, mm-hmm. and then they'll be more comfortable being like, oh, yeah, you was in here rocking when it was like this, and now we're going to be able to help promote it because we like what you're doing, we see that you're really serious about your life, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's always room for a better opportunity when it comes to that. Definitely, definitely. So you, you booked it all yourself. Yeah, you're, always you're, myself.
0: you're your own manager mm-hmm. as far as that goes. Mm-hmm. So uh you, you say you pretty much do this full time? Yeah, I do this full time. But yeah.
1: it's thanks to life circumstances of why I why I can't do this full time. Okay. I mean, you know, I'm I'm I stay in six and eight, so I'm kinda you know, I have time and free time to kinda you know do a little bit of what I'm doing, but at the same time, I still have to, like, make sure a rent is paid, too, you yeah, know? Right. So, uh, you know, being able to have a little bit of wiggle room because of that is the reason why I'm able to do this full-time and really push this. But, mm-hmm. you know, in all, you know, other instances, it's kind of like uh, I'm just grateful to be doing this f- the way I'm doing it. Yeah, you know?
0: yeah. Are you looking ahead, like, post-tour? Um, do you have plans for the summer?
1: A little bit. Um... I can't make an announcement sure. on uh, one of the <laughs> things I'm going to do, but um, I am getting ready for the festivals, trying to do the festivals runs, um, trying to see if I can get back on some more of the bigger stages. Again, with the resume being able to be opened up a little bit, you know, yeah. kind of how you know, how like You Use just that did that like, collateral. You know what I'm saying? And Yeah. Hopefully, because that's usually the, the head nod. That's kind of like, okay, that's the conversation starter, like, you said you did what? You did this this this. And that this. name is yeah. familiar. Now let me open up the email. Let me like actually consider what you have to say because that's a notable name. And if you said you did that for a notable name, right. What is it about you that I need to be paying attention to because I'm clearly not, right? Yep. And so that's the beautiful thing. I think this next year is going to be so beneficial to so many artists who are getting those uh big credits behind them, their names because this should be the year that either makes or breaks what we're trying to do as Milwaukee artists. We're trying to, you know, hit the ground running, and I feel like we have the opportunity now because of some of the, you know, accolades we have behind behind us now. So hopefully this year is is dope, but I wouldn't know um, what I'll be doing hopefully near the end of the year to after the middle of summer, so I'm hoping that something opens up. And a lot of times, you know, a lot of things are unplanned, so, you know, Maybe you uh, had popped up to a show and probably just landed an opportunity somewhere because you was at a gig this year where it had nothing to do with you and you were just there, you know, just being supportive or whatever. And mm-hmm. boom, a conversation with somebody who was in the crowd just randomly would have been like the conversation or the, like the gate opening to like something crazy for you. So, right, right, yeah, I'm, I'm going to try to get out a lot this, this summer as well. And uh, also um, just try to do a lot more bigger opportunities. So I'm hoping that a lot of crazy things happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Have you always been in Milwaukee? Yep. Born and raised? Born and raised, yeah. yeah. Do you plan on staying for quite some time?
1: Yeah. um, yeah. I was just talking to somebody about this. I think that there is there's this ceiling, right? But there's a ceiling only if you let it. Hmm. You could be a Milwaukee artist, and you can be touring the world, and you could be like in different rooms in LA, you could be in different rooms in Chicago, you could be in different rooms in Atlanta. But I don't want to, I feel like as of right now, I don't think it's possible for me to be like, let me just up and leave on my community. Cause I initially I'll be starting over somewhere, you know? Right. I don't have yeah. a crazy reach where like I have 30 fans, like a thousand fans or something like that. in like Colorado or something right. like a Chicago or like a LA or something like that where I'm like, oh, okay, let me just set these tour dates and make money for a living. But yeah. you know, I want to make sure the foundation is good here even for, like, a few more years because I'm 26 now, so, mm-hmm. you know, I'm trying to sustain an a, 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 a actual career with this. And then once I make sure that foundation is good and I know that if I leave, I could come back and it's going to always be, like, ticket sold. Yep, yep. Then I'll start worrying about that after. But right now I feel like I don't um, – I mean, it's, it's cool, and this is me saying – uh you it doesn't matter if you want to go out of town and do it. Definitely do it if you feel like that's what you need to do for your career. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking down on it or nothing like that. But me personally, I love Milwaukee, Wisconsin, good and bad, all the flaws, and I just want to make sure that I continue to establish my uh presence and my uh footing here and then once I do that, potentially maybe one day spreading my like yeah know, roots. Right.
0: That's something I think about a lot as far as uh, staying in Milwaukee or where else I would want to live. Mm-hmm. Um one thing that I have planned for the next foreseeable like year is it's it's nice to have a home base in Milwaukee and like you said, get your footing and have the community. Mm-hmm. Like you can always play a show in Milwaukee. Right. So right now for me I really want to focus on playing like weekender runs, try to hit like uh, like Kansas City, mm-hmm. Chicago, Minneapolis more. Um, even get over to Michigan. I try to spread my wings a little bit mm-hmm. on weekend runs because I still work a nine to five right. Monday through Friday. But really, really trying to hit the r- ground running
1: with doing more
0: of that radius, or maybe even. It's gonna work. It's definitely gonna yeah, work man. for you.
1: Yeah, like it's it's just about you being persistent. You know, this is what you want to do. It's not like you again. You you have to prioritize the nine to five because of you know your home. You gotta be able to eat. You gotta live. Oh, you, yeah. know, you know, but. I believe it's going to work for you. I think it's going to work for anybody who's really, like, head first into wanting to really be a full-time creative. If you don't mind me asking you, how long have you been doing um, music? Because I know that you play live instruments and everything.
0: Yeah, I uh, started playing piano when I was little. Okay. Um, I really don't still play piano, but that was kind of where I started. Mm-hmm. Uh took piano lessons for a few years, starting when I was, like, six or 7 mm. And then when I was 10 or 11, I didn't want to play piano. I want to play guitar yeah. because all the the songs I was learning on piano were just songs I didn't really listen to, and I wanted to play yeah. the songs I was listening to.
1: Did you ever have Guitar Hero? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh,
0: yeah, definitely. Guitar Hero. I listened to a lot of like FM-1021 growing up, mm-hmm. um, and uh, really influenced by a lot of uh, that genre of music, like... Uh, i guess like indie rock Mm -hmm. alternative rock and that kind of oldies and but i always grew up listening to a little bit of everything and i still am that way but um then i was in a band in high school with my brother on drums i was on guitar and then Mm. two of our friends were bass and guitarist same setup i have right now as far as instrument goes with my band okay um and like I was telling you, we were playing around uh, for a few years, doing fundraisers, random events, about all the bands and stuff, and mm. played Summerfest like three times. Mm. Uh that's Opened up for the Plain White Tees at our high school. Yeah, that's fire. The well, Hey There Delilah band. That's dope. Yeah. 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 Uh, so some crazy opportunities when I was really young at that age. And then yeah. uh, they all graduated. I was a freshman in high school when they did. So I was the young guy of the group. And then mm-hmm. um, kind of went in and out of uh, – I guess phases with music. I was always writing songs in my bedroom but never um really shared them with a lot of people because I was very insecure about sharing my art at the time and my voice, mm-hmm. uh, my singing voice. Um and I had a bad talent show experience too. I just uh-huh. basically butch- butchered it. Had very high expectations for myself.
1: I remember them days.
0: After that, I uh yeah, kind of locked myself up in my room as far as my art goes and mm-hmm. just never showed anybody anything. After some years, I uh, started showing some people some songs I wrote. And just from the um, advice and um, the, just advice from my peers of playing my songs for them, it really just boosted my confidence and started to slowly itch back into sharing it um, and started recording more by myself. Started with GarageBand, and yep. um, I have been using GarageBand since. And so. I've, I've yet to... I want One of my goals for 2023 is that... Upgrade to Logic, but it really has been everything I need and yeah. uh, for the sound I'm going for. And uh, in college, uh, yeah, I just started um, writing songs, recording songs, and then I had my first show back since my high school days. I had a opportunity to play a, a basement house show mm. on the east side. Fire. And, uh, that venue was called Fat Charlie's. I had a buddy who was living at that house. Okay. Um I heard about that. A band dropped out, and they asked me, or shout out a girl named Michaela Hoyer. Um, She asked me if I had a set together that I could perform, and I was like, fuck yeah, I'll do acoustic guitar. My buddy, who's a Cajon drummer, was like, yeah, I'm down to get something together with you, and we played. I invited all my friends, Mm -hmm. packed the basement, and it was actually April 11th, so 2019. So it's about to be the anniversary. Yep. Got it on my calendar. I've um, been doing shows since. Obviously, the pandemic slowed things down with doing live shows, but as far as recording and working on music goes, have been working on Social Sig pretty much since.
1: So, you, um, 2019 is when you first kind of came on the scene, kind of.
0: Yeah, 2018, I was going under a different name. Mm, Arcilla Kid. Okay, okay, yeah. Arcilla Kid. Arcilla uh, Kid, okay. Wanted to have more of a band pseudonym slash artist name and uh, social sig kind of checked all the boxes i was going for mm-hmm. um,
1: i like the name actually to keep it honest with you like, thank you i hear it, it sounds really good uh just coming off the mouth you know it kind of sounds really it looks really good on flyers you know it's it makes honestly when i first heard it social Sig, i thought y'all was like a which y'all are a band right yeah but i thought that was just the name of the band i didn't think that you know it was kind of more so, like, you, but then, like, the band play behind you type of thing, you know? Right. So, right. shout out to everybody that is a part of Social Sig that Yeah, plays. definitely. Because even being at that Collectiveo back room was crazy, like, to yeah. see y'all do y'all thing. I was like, oh, you know. Appreciate you, like, you for coming out to oh, that, of man. of course, bro. Yeah. Like, like I said, I, 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 really, I really appreciate, uh, you know, good art. And, you know, I've I just been super busy, like, in the whole rap realm of, like, Milwaukee where, you know, I've been kind of social a lot and I'll be out and about at a lot of gigs or opportunities, and I'll be like, you know what, I need to just kind of stay home and kind of just gather my energy back because yeah. I just don't be wanting to, like, use a lot of that uh, battery. But, yeah, man, anytime I can get out and see another genre show and kind of really experience, like, more of Milwaukee than just what I see, it's always a great time. So.
0: I mean, I could only say the same about y'all. I mean, like, mm-hmm. going to Queez's thing, he invited me, and I feel mm-hmm. pretty out of touch with the um, the I community. Guess, or, the yeah. community as far as, like, Rap, hip-hop, uh, alternative, mm-hmm. that way it goes. Um, I know du- my really close friend, Duane. Yep. he's. We went to high school together, and we lived together oh. in college. And, man, he's been kind of putting me on to more people in that scene. Same mm-hmm. with Queez Terry. Willie is one for yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, he's Clayton. a really dope
1: artist, too. Clayton is an amazing artist, amazing R&B artist. Uh, even him and uh, Soul Child, like, you know, I never really, and this is not to be disrespectful, but um, you can tell they care about the music. Like I, I hear their their music, like mm. their voice, the way that they like really take care of the sound. R and B artists, uh, they they're really dope. Mm. But that's just I, I can't sing like the- that. That's her damn. Yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I can't do that. <laughs> and so like you know, well, I don't know. It's just and then the image as well. like you can tell like with the videos and like the content as far as the cover arts and. Little promo videos that they put out, they really care about the art. So I'm I'm really excited to see what they do in the next couple of years as well. Definitely,
0: definitely. Be, yeah, Clayton specifically, man, everything mm-hmm. he puts out, he doesn't post a whole lot like mm-hmm. super consistently, but when he posts and his music videos, it all kind of ties together to yeah. just his artistic well-being and him as an eclectic
1: person, which mm-hmm. is really cool, really dope. You know, I, I, had a, I had the honor of meeting him at 20... Mm, 19? No, I'm sorry, it was
0: 2021.
1: 2021,
0: recent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it sure. was it was very
1: recent. Um, yeah. a friend of our of ours, uh, Colin Mitchell, uh, on Instagram, his name is Yeti already. Yeti already. That He's a cool. really dope uh, visual artist. Um, he created the cover art for my free lunch mixtape cover. And, um, you know, I was trying to put together an event, and he had a space called The Green Room. And it at The Green Room, he was able to, uh, at the time, he, you know, was cool with Colin and a couple of his friends and everything. And I was just like, yeah, man, I'll check him out. Let me hear something. Let's see, because I want to uh, – he, he, he was like, it would be really dope if you guys could collab. Hmm. So kind of in a sense, this was kind of his, like uh, – <laughs> our song on my album was kind of like his doing in a sense because it was like that manifestation of like man you guys are both my homie i think you both are dope artists we should you know y'all should probably work on something and meet up Mm so um 2021 he ended up coming out to my free lunch release because i you know put him on a bill he killed it i was like dude Yeah, you're yeah. fire. <laughs> I, was yeah, like, man. I was like, I was really love your music, bro. Like, you just have this, like, crowd loving you. And Stage
0: presence, man. Yeah. It's
1: a- a- and it's just, and again, like, you can feel it. Like, you can literally just be there, and it don't really take a whole lot for um him to do his thing. Like, once he gets in mm-hmm. rhythm and kind of just really get to singing and really, you know, catching his vibe, people just love it. Because it's like, dude, we've been seeing rap, 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 rap. Yeah. You just came and gave us some flavor, something different to put in the air, and that's beautiful. Yeah,
0: those falsettos get the room. Man. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Did you go to his uh, EP release show or uh, his show in over the winter at some time? Duane was on there. Mellow Child, Clayton.
1: I seen it, and I believe I was in Chicago. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I had uh, something going on out there. I think it was either it was either a show that was going on, or I think I was a part of the show, but. Either way it go, I remember that same night because I was telling them – I, I had a meeting – I uh, seen them the next day at an event um, for um, Cam Will. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I was topping it up with Cam Will and stuff, just showing him love and everything. And when I seen Clayton, uh, I was just telling him, like, man, I want to come to that show so bad. Like, it just looked yeah, so good and packed. Like, yeah. Oh, you nuts. was there? Yeah, I was there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I, I bet there, that was crazy. Man. The
0: energy was wild. And it was really cool for me uh, – Playing Cactus Club and having mm. a certain scene come out for like my kind of shows and like I was we're talking about just like the scene I'm involved in, mm-hmm. and then going to a show like that, I was just seeing people I've never seen before, and people are dressed all cool yeah. and like everyone was just vibing, yeah. and the energy was different. And it was the same venue, but the energy was completely different. It was yeah. really cool to be involved with that.
1: I, I to be honest, and I said this before, but honestly, mixed genre bills are the future. So. Yeah. I would love to see a social sig show with Clayton's planning as well and, you know, maybe have a couple of rappers or something or maybe another band, you yeah. know, yeah. however it's, uh, you know, organized. If we can continue to force Milwaukee, the new Milwaukee era to understand mm-hmm. that mixed genre builds is how the underground hip hop scene or the underground scene of music here, not hip hop, but the underground scene and music of music in Milwaukee, Wisconsin is going to prosper. Right. It'd be so like not segregating. Everybody's like, oh, yep. You know, I've never been to a rap show and they didn't know the community. It'd be like, exactly. no, I know, I know social city. Like,
0: I turns you on to a like, different thing yeah, that you, you didn't know, come like, to
1: see. I'm cool with Honey Creek. Yeah, no, them the homies. Oh, yep. you know what? I just you know seen Clayton and 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 Dwayne them over. Like you know, it'd be more of a communication. I mean, conversation other than like a oh, uh, I'm just trying to get up with you and do a song because I seen you do a show and you had brought your fans on and I want to be a part. Like, no, it'd yeah. be like everybody bringing everything together and it's like big bowl. Everyone's like, going to stay up. for the whole show. Yeah, you know, you know. what I'm saying? So. Yeah,
0: I agree. Um I've been doing some shows throughout the years with Duane mm-hmm. together and it's they've always been so fun. That's right. You yeah. know? Shout out to Duane, by the way. Micah Emmerich, too, if you know Micah. Um yeah, wear glasses. Yeah, glasses, yep. longer hair. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's got his, like, uh, alternative. Well. Yeah, shout out Micah. His uh, alternative pop project, alternative everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, really, really talented. Killing yeah. it. Still, Working hard. Mm-hmm.
1: Do you go to Chicago pretty often? In the last four years, yes. Yeah. Um, uh, My girl people stay out there. So uh, we be in and out of Chicago a lot. But uh, even with... I heard people being out there. I know people who, as far as the music scene out there, who stay out there, who's actually, like, residents of Chicago, who are a part of their community, and um, they're just in the, involved with a lot. So yeah. I try to, um, in a sense, you know, get involved with the community a little bit because, honestly, it's not just that Chicago's not far. Because you can argue that with, like, Detroit. You can argue that with, like, um You know, where else? like uh, Minneapolis. uh, St. Louis, Minneapolis, you know, all these different spots, you know. But I just personally love Chicago because Chicago has a lot of artists that I'm actually into out there. I've been Mm. listening to these people for years, so it's kind of like, oh, it makes a lot of sense to why I'm such a fan of what's going on here because this is kind of the type of art that I'm into and what I like Mm. trying to do, you know. So, yeah, I've been in and out of Chicago the last four years a lot, but before that... You couldn't even tell I couldn't even tell you what Chicago even smelled like. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It is so close, but
0: very um man, getting into Chicago, that traffic is always
1: insane. <laughs> you know what's weird though? I, I and I'm not I swear I'm not making this up. Everybody complain about the traffic, but I honestly do not mind. Well, I think it might be because of what the times I go, right? Mm. If I'm gonna go to Chicago, I'm gonna leave early in the morning, so I'll leave like probably around like and, and and what do you usually do? You take the tollway, or do you usually take the usually take the toll the
0: expressway? Okay,
1: cool. Yeah, right on in. So I um I usually take that way too, and hour thirty minutes I'm there. But I'm usually like like I said, I leave at like maybe ten eleven in the morning, and mm-hmm. be there by like one, right? Or um mm-hmm. I leave from Chicago around like. At nighttime, usually more so, like, around, like, 7, 8. Mm. Be back home closer to, like, 10, 11. Just got to avoid rush hour. Yeah, you know, right. like, just trying to stay. Because around those time, and and I have been, I have experienced, like, traffic jams. So, I do want to say that, like, I'm not just, like, oh, I've never experienced, like, being in a long, long wait. Like, but, uh-huh. you know, I, I've it, I think it's pretty cool because I honestly, I just be. I think what it is is I honestly just be super excited to get to my destination. Right. right. So I will play exactly, exactly. You know, exactly. Games, you know you can, like, it's like
0: it's right there because you can just see the city and everything. Um, what I like about Milwaukee is that it is so easy to get in and out of the city. You know, Chicago. You once you're in it, like you're yeah, in it. You're in it yeah. You gotta take some turns to finally feel like you're out of the city.
1: And it feels so much bigger. Like, of course, you know, Milwaukee is a smaller, you know, spot. But, man, like, you go to Chicago, like, you know, it'll probably take you almost an hour or, like, almost 42 and almost an hour to get to, like, where I'm going to say, like, maybe Hyde Park or something, you know, or Mm -hmm. somewhere. Or, you know, it'll just take you different, you know, amounts of time to really get to these different spots. But – by the time you done got to these spots, you done seen, like, uh, some food joints and stuff out there. You not seen, like, oh, yeah. you know, probably different locations and parks and stuff. And, you know, a lot of that stuff is really, like, paid attention to and cared for. So, there's a lot of speed humps, too. So, you can't really just right, be shooting. Right, right, right. You know, you can't really, like, in certain spots, you can't really go through the light a certain way like you would in Milwaukee where they'll take a picture. and Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah they, they do, do that. So, yeah. so you just got to be super smart about your decisions on, um yeah you know how you enter in and and leaving the city but long story short man I love Chicago shout out to all my Chicago people out there shout out to the fam out there you know you know it's all you know love man yeah
0: it is inspiring every time i'm in chicago man. you see so like you can't get that in Milwaukee
1: but Milwaukee is is its own thing but, but. and but that's what i'm saying though it's, it's like and this is where i'm coming from on that cuz again i get what you're saying but it's like we born and raised here Mm-hmm. Or are you born and raised? West Bend, which is West about Bend. 40 minutes north. Yeah. But, okay, so, but you understand Wisconsin. You're yes. from where, you know. Yep. Um, so we've been here, you know what I'm saying? And to somebody that's coming from out of town, they might be like, I'm coming out of town just to see, like, a future concert or something, right? Mm-hmm. Or coming to see, for instance, let's do uh, the rave, right? Let's say I'm coming from, let's say I'm coming from Iowa right? mm-hmm. to come see the Wiz Khalifa Tour with Joey Bad and all these other artists that's gonna be on, right? I come near, I come, near, I leave from Iowa, come here, spend the weekend here. I'm just having a good time, you know. Probably go see the, you know, the 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 Whiskey Leaf tour, go to a Bucks game. Yep, yep. I just had the best experiences I ever had in the, you know, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. That I've never had. It make me feel like I should come back here more. And the thing is, is because that was a nuance to somebody who's never experienced the city or at least know the city. Mm. We are always here. You know, and and like I said, like, (laughs) the problem is, as for Milwaukee creators, the reason why so much, so many of us was like, man, I can't do it here, I gotta leave, I gotta, it's because we're always here, Mm. um, stop being afraid go take that trip to la go take that trip to atlanta spend a weekend out there a couple weekends out there Mm -hmm. just go and do more so that way your life is like you could feel as an artist worth living because then that way it creates these nuances to create these new uh you know experiences you can probably take a mic or something like that at your studio with you you can record about how the air feels you can record about The way that you drove Through the city And that made you feel like Mm. Go get inspired Because once you're here And you're just doing Nothing but Milwaukee Wisconsin every day All day A lot of times For the people that are Just super depressed With being here It's because you're not living And that be Mm. My biggest issue Is like I hear too many people slandering or talking down About the space here And that's cool But it's only What you make it Life is what you make it Get up and go Get inspired Yeah That just inspired
0: me Damn Hey man I drive past the uh, Pfizer Forum about every day, and you don't really think about people coming from out of town. You're yeah. like, oh, my God, it's the Pfizer Forum, <laughs> yeah. or, you know, yeah. seeing the art museum and walking along the lake, which I love doing. Um, sometimes I've been feeling, especially this last winter, the 9 to 5, Monday through Friday, is just so draining. Yeah, but
1: um, And it, we just went through a long, well, like this is what I was just saying, too. It was a long winter, but it wasn't really a long winter. Not yeah. when you when you like look back at it, it's like oh shit!
0: Like October was doesn't feel too yeah, long. Yeah,
1: right. So yeah. I I say that to say like we just went through a phase. Every season is a phase, and now we're going to be in the spring phase, and the spring mm-hmm. is going to get us to summer really soon. So by the time we done with April, blink our eyes, it'll be like June. May going to right. June, June. it would be June. You be like, dude, the weather then got nice progressively. Yeah. <laughs> like, it feels like I can wear shorts and be out a little longer. The daylight is kind exactly. of all yeah.
0: Daylight's a big one. Even days like today, man, yeah. just being outside and wearing a jacket still, but feeling that warm breeze after the rain was
1: really to, good. I had on shorts earlier. I had to change to some sweatpants because of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that it's was a good was birthday crazy. gift. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a
0: favorite month? April. Oh, <laughs> ah, sure. Just yeah. being, Well, March going into <laughs> April because I
1: love spring. Yeah, I, I can honestly say I'm not really a big fan of summer, but I do love summer activities like going to barbecues, going mm-hmm. out, just being out. Mm-hmm. It's cool being outside, you know. Yeah. But spring is, I feel like, a time of renewal, it's refreshing, rebirth, rebirth. Yeah, um, you know, dedicating yourself to. Certain tasks that you've been putting off all winter, all like you know fall, it, it's just a lot of like positives. I feel like that comes in yeah. spring. So yeah, I shout out to everybody who is uh, resetting their energy or has reset the energy and refocused their like goals, and continue to keep prospering. You know, we like midway through spring right now. It's always
0: a good wave of new energy coming in in spring for yeah. sure. I was going to ask, is that an Unfinished, unfinished Legacy hat? No, no it, w- it could have feel- been an Unfinished Legacy <laughs> hat. <laughs> yeah.
1: But, uh, no, so I just got it today from a, um, from uh Paxon. It's just basically oh. a butterfly. Gotcha. But I, when I seen it, I was like, this would have been a really dope, you know, Unfinished Legacy piece. But yeah. it <laughs> <that> might be <laughs> something I might talk to him about, though, because then that way. And now I think they do have, like, a butterfly hat, like a black hat with a butterfly on it. But, you know, I've seen this and – I was trying to match, like, an outfit so that way I could, like, go out tonight and, you know, try to wear it and, you know, stuff like that.
0: You, you've, you've done some stuff with Unfinished Legacy, right? Oh, well, yeah, yeah, plenty. I've done plenty. Yeah, yeah cool.
1: Like, I was the, they were the reason that I went out to L.A., so shout-out to them for sure. allowing that opportunity. Um, I've even done, like, their 4-on-4 day last year mm. when they had to put together an event and it was here when mm. they was, like, still staying in L.A. Um, mm. I didn't do, like... You know, so, like, some pop-ups with them, you know, kind of help, like, with, like, they brand a little bit, did, like, videos, like, you know, with the brand. You know, just, I did did a couple of things with Unfinished Legacy, and those are, like, my homies as well, so yeah, I'm really proud of everything they're accomplishing, and I'm happy for where they're going in life.
0: Yeah, man, they're doing something cool.
1: I, I really have only heard
0: of Unfinished Legacy from talking with people like you mm-hmm. who are kind of a part of it. Um, yeah. I remember listening to a podcast with... Ah, shit, what is, what is his name? Um, longer Hair. Lake. Uh, Lake, yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Talking with, or listening to a podcast with him. It seems like he's pretty involved. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you get involved? Uh is Brema, right?
1: Yeah, Brema, Brema, and uh, my boy uh, DJ Gene. Le- I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I'm about to butcher his name, <laughs> his name. DJ Gene the Genius. So Brema and DJ Gene the Genius, they're uh, the co slash founders of uh, uh, Finish Legacy. Uh, We were actually, they were doing it at the same time where I was meeting them and I was doing my own thing. Mm. And, um, you know, we just started from there. Like, kind of just like they were doing their own thing, I was doing my thing. But it was respectable where we respected each other's hustle and grind and Mm we always showed each other love. And so it got to a point where, you know, they had, like, their first pop-up years ago. I was at their first pop-up. I kind of helped with, like, some of their first, like, uh, Design pr- promo, like they had, like this, these windbreakers, like the OG windbreakers that Unfinished yeah. Legacy had. I was like in like one of the videos, rocking them, you know, what yeah. what I'm saying with a couple of other like people and stuff that they were like really in and really was messing with at the time. So, you know, I, I've always been around. It's just I'm not like in the center of what they have going on, yeah. but I'm definitely like honorary for sure. Like I'm really like that's that's really like family, yeah. you know? Yeah. How long have they been doing this? Uh, I'm going to say probably since 2000, like, well, I, and this is me paraphrasing. <coughs> when I met them I think it was like 17 going on 18. Okay. So I'm yeah. guessing since then. Yeah. I'm guessing since then, but, and it could have been a little longer than that. They probably just like really like started actively being super like active on the front when I kind of came into meeting them, like meeting them. Yep. But, uh, that's around the time that I actually seen that they had this kind of like emotion and i just was really supportive because again this is another milwaukee brand really yeah from the ground up really right. pushing and promoting and really uplifting everybody around them it's not like they're trying to like demoralize you know um everybody else's brand or trying to like make their brand seem like so bigger mm. then it was like the community was pushing behind it and that's what makes it feel so much bigger
0: mm. yeah badass um do you have any merch Yeah, definitely. I got some
1: stickers. I got some shirts. I got a couple of more sweatshirts. Yeah. Um, Yeah. How was that uh, high noon show? Man, that that looked crazy, (laughs) man. First (laughs) and foremost, I just want to say shout out to my boys, Fred the Black Kid and Keyline, because initially, uh, and this would be the perfect time to um, plug. But so right now, we're on the nostalgia tour, right? Um, I'm on the road with my boy, the Fred, the black kid, and he's been opening up for, for me for like the last couple of dates, for certain um, dates, and their hometown is Madison, mm-hmm. and so, you know, I seen Fred perform a couple months back at a a UW was it a Marquette show right here yeah. at Annex or whatever oh, yeah, like yeah yeah. 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 And so, uh, I sent a performer at NX, and I was already, you know, kind of meeting him through a friend of ours named Justin, who I ended up meeting um, years ago when I performed on The Hop for the first time, kind of. And um, On The Hop? Yeah, yeah. Sick. It's, <laughs> that's like on the news. That's dope. It's on YouTube. Like, you can look. Oh, it, cool. Yeah, that's cool. Stuff. But no, um, so I met uh, Justin. Justin put me on to, like, Fred the Black Kid's music and stuff. Years went by. I finally got a chance to see Fred the Black Kid live, which was, like, I think back in, like, December, I think November, kind of, whatever, I forgot when it was, but it was back last year. Mm. And I, it, I seen it, I it was like, yeah, no, nah, his music is dope. He's really, you know, the sound that I want to kind of like also represent what I'm trying to do with the Nostalgia Tour. Mm. At this time, nobody heard anything about my new album. They just knew that I was working on something and I was trying to do something different, right? And so, um, Fred, and, and this is all, you know, again, just to tie into to how you know, I'm sorry about that, but, um, you know, Fred, he stays in Madison, and I felt, hmm, well, I can try to get a show out of Madison if he stays there and kind of have his, you know, fan base and people to support him mm-hmm. come out and kind of create a crowd, and I can do the same thing in Milwaukee for him to, you know, because we both kind of have, like, you know, certain, like, supporters in both of our cities, where it's Madison or it's Milwaukee, where it'd be, like, worth it for both of us, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, all right, cool, Um, let's make both of these stops a, a thing, and let's, uh, Make it happen. And we already made back what we were supposed to pay the venue from pre-sale tickets, bro. Like, that was crazy. Oh. On a Monday night. Yeah, was crazy. yeah. Monday night. And, um, you know, so it was just a really great turnout. I think, like, on the night we sold about 70 tickets. The venue was about 400 cap, but mm-hmm. it was the fact that we paid the venue back yeah. and still had a turnout. Like, right. that felt like concert. That felt like, okay, yeah. yeah, no, 70 people came. It was small. It was kind of intimate more, yeah. you know, but every act had somebody to perform in front of. And I sold a couple of, I sold like a shirt and a hoodie. So, you know, if uh, Fred and them would have had their merch as well, they could have sold plenty of merch, I'm oh, sure. Yeah. And then on top of that, like, it was very professional. Like, the venue, they handled everything very, like, correctly, cohesively. Uh, we had the green room, you know. It, it was just really dope. Yeah. That's all I can yeah, say. Yeah. Like I've never done a show at high Know, so for me to had did that show and like it was a really good turnout and Fred had an amazing like turnout and you know, my boy Wave Chappelle who I brought out had a really dope turnout and even yeah. like and Larry and DJ Mondo enjoyed the show. Like it just goes to show like what I was saying before, get out the city. Like right you now. can still come back home and feel inspired and that can maybe help you create more music or even create in a whole different space in a different city. But mm-hmm. You have to still make the effort to get out and, and either succeed or fail, because that how you're gonna learn how to grow as an artist, you know. Right. So high noon was amazing. I will definitely do another show there in the future or a couple of shows if they exactly because
0: now that you did a show with them, I mean they own yep. the majestic as well. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then even on a Monday night, you can. It's kind of like telling the venue, like, yeah, we can sell tickets, mm-hmm. and we can pack these places.
1: And the thing is, they they want to know you can sell hard tickets. Like I was just at a um, seminar for uh, that Emily White uh, put together uh, last month. No, two months ago, going into last month. Well, in February, going into March. And there was a speaker, guest speaker, who came out. and He was talking about, like, it's important to try to get hard ticket sales so that way well, the venue can trust wanting to continue to book you. Cause hard tickets meaning pre-sales? No, hard tickets meaning at the door. Yeah, they they yeah. they want to they want to know that you can sell tickets. They're like, okay, so for instance, right? Let's say you have a guaranteed of like five hundred dollars. Like, you're like, this is what I I'm worth. They're like, okay, well, we need you to sell this amount of tickets so that way we can also know that we're getting our money back, or mm-hmm. like you either break it even or like we made more than what we made type yep. of thing, right? For you to get that guaranteed, I have to understand that I know you can do that. Madison don't know me. They mm-hmm. at least they they not really familiar with me, so. Again, not only did that show, like, yo, you can sell tickets, but I put it together. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so the fact that I knew, like, y'all, I know that Fred is going to sell tickets because Fred is really dope. I know if DJ Mado's name is on this show, that's going to help sell tickets. I know that Lightscan Larry and and Wave Chappelle will be able to sell tickets because they have a presence or people out here. I was like, I was really, really happy. 70 tickets is still not 400, so it wasn't sellout. But 70 tickets was a crowd. And 70 oh, yeah. tickets showed that, okay, like you said, we can sell tickets. So mm-hmm. um, hard ticket sales is very important. That's why I get it when people are like, man, I'm going to just buy a ticket the day of. Or I'll just pull up and but, – but I need yeah. to I need to show this venue. Like when they said that they want to book me, you bought a ticket. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you can, like not trying to be super pushy, please buy the pre-sale. Please buy a ticket that I'm like – Because then that way it helps with me taking it back to this venue and this venue being able to consider me as an option for future shows over other people. Because Mm -hmm. I gave them literal proof that I can do what they're looking for and and not them like kind of guessing or taking a chance on me. Right,
0: right. It is tough to sell pre-sale tickets in this day and age. Mm -hmm. I feel like younger generations are um, more inclined to just go on the day of.
1: Yeah, and I get it. And the thing is, that's cool, too, you know, because you're going to get those. But. Then you get like uh, you get situations where maybe you promoted a show, people are telling you, Yo, I'm gonna buy a show, I'm gonna buy a ticket, I'm gonna come to the show and maybe the show gets canceled because the venue owner or somebody's like, No, nah, I don't know if I can trust this. Yeah, sure. And then the show mm-hmm. gets postponed or you know, pushed another day and you're like, dude, like Right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. They want the guarantee.
0: They get it. It's a business, you know. Mm-hmm. We played the high noon um August last year. How was that? It's a fun it venue. Was, yeah. It was dope, yeah. It was a band from Chicago, Motel Breakfast to um, they have a bunch of roots in Madison, Milwaukee area, mm-hmm. and uh, their draws really well. And uh, it was us, and then a local Madison band, Blue County Pistol, mm. um, just a three band bill, and we were right in the middle. And yeah, I think we sold around like hundred
1: something. And I bet that was like a, oh, like a Friday, Saturday. I think it was a yeah, Friday. Oh no, it was a Thursday. It's a Thursday. That still so look. that's still it's still evidence. It's still proof to show like either and it, even if it's a Thursday it's closer to the weekend so that's still even cool but it's just the fact that you guys were able to show like this is possible yeah it's, it's, oh, a, yeah. it's a thing like
0: that was always my thing from the get uh when booking with pap theater group like the back room and um we have upcoming the turner hall mm, and, congratulations uh, on that it's, thank you that's big. thank you um when I first booked the album release show in August for um, for Social Sig, mm-hmm. I was gonna do everything in my power to sell that out because I want to tell them like, yeah, we can have a full local bill and still sell tickets.
1: Now, is this a show that Social Sig is headlining?
0: Um, so sorry, that was the album release show last August. Oh, that's and then turn each off. backroom show since then was, um. Did everything I could to sell it out. Mm. so And we did, which is really fucking cool. Which is dope. Yeah, no. It you, cool. it's,
1: if it's growing, if it's continuing to stay consistent, yeah. you're, whatever you're doing, you're doing the right, bro. So mm-hmm. don't stress too much about it, like. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Turner Hall is August 25th. Um, this year? Yep. Yeah. So we're headlining. Gonna, yeah, it's going to be a big show. Man, it's that's a big gonna, show. What you got playing, if you don't mind? So
0: it's uh, Fellow Kinsman, Okay. Bug Moment, Yeah. Bug Diet, Diet Light.
1: Oh, uh, and Diet Light. Okay. Yeah. That's going to be a fire show. Yeah. No, I was gonna say, what's yeah. sell out there. What is the cap? Yeah,
0: nine hundred eighty-seven. Yeah, we're gonna sell it out. We're gonna sell no, it. I believe out. it. I we're believe gonna sell it, it out, sheesh. man. That's like the big thing on my mind the last few months because mm. it's been working with Paps Theater Group, and um, after doing the selling the back room out three times, like how all much right, is back room? Three hundred.
1: Oh, okay, that's dope.
0: And uh, yeah, it's, it's just kind of next step and having an all local bill is fucking cool and mm-hmm. um yeah it's going to be cool it's going to be
1: big didn't you you just did a show with uh Tigera and them right
0: Tigera in a basement recently okay um uh, we did a few shows with them over summer Okay. new barons gallery we got a show at the Miramar in may with them okay yeah, those boys are cool. Oh yeah, they're <laughs> dope. Yeah, yeah. They're playing a them. fun show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you done a show with them at the? uh...
1: I did like I think like one or two. I did one where it was like a
0: company brewing was yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah company yeah. brewing yeah it was uh, a when I saw you for the first
1: time. That wasn't the first time. Yes. Oh wow, this might be the only time. Honestly, I mean it's still dope. Yeah. I want to catch you at like yeah, a yeah, show yeah. show. You Same know? though, and that's why I'm probably yeah. I'm actually probably gonna come to that Turner Hall show. Honestly, that sounds like it's gonna yeah, be crazy to be just to be supportive, bro. Like, thank you, y'all got a lot of like. You know, dope artists on that build like band, you know, bands on that build like. Yeah. I really messed with Bug moment. I really messed with uh Dialight. I think uh, I, I went to go see Dialight at a show at Company. I mean at uh, Cooperage. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it was the last year, or the year before that. And shout out to Mid Coast because they was the yeah. ones that kind of curated that. So that was a really dope yeah. dope show.
0: So you were? Are you still doing stuff with Fat Nerds? Yes, yeah, my fat label. Nerds. My, my yeah, label. man. I di- I didn't realize that you were in that group until yeah. after I saw you all perform at Midco. So I have yeah. seen you on that. Yeah, yeah. I was at that Midcoast show. You guys. Oh, did. that was lit. That was lit, that man. Was lit. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was having a good time,
1: man. <laughs> no, my, my
0: girlfriend. Said, she loved you guys too. Oh, that's she dope. Like, appreciate yeah, that. she had a great time. Yeah. <laughs> no, like,
1: that, that uh that was a really dope show. Shout so, out, again, shout out to Midcoast. because who, yeah, who's in that group? Sorry, No, oh, No, you good, you good. Yeah. So um uh, so we are a group of artists slash like producers. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, some of us have more to the sword and stuff, but uh you got 39th architect, he's a artist and producer. A space Cowboy, he's an artist. Verge, he's an artist and producer. Mind, he's an artist and producer, and myself. Wow. Yeah. yeah so it's only five of us. Are
0: are the other guys Milwaukee or were they uh, We all uh, Milwaukee Milwaukee. Yeah
1: I was just uh, with them Earlier today Celebrating my birthday Cool Cool, cool. cool. Yeah Yeah. Y'all got the crowd going You say fat Yeah I say fat You
0: say nerds, Yeah Yeah. I love that uh, Those words together P-H-A-T
1: Man I appreciate you Some people be butchering it man They be spelling it like FAT and, and
0: like, nerds with a Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but
1: yeah. I, I, um, when I got the LLC for it, I kind of took away the Z, yeah. and now it's just Fat Nerd Records. So,
0: hmm. An E-R? or a D. Oh, Fat Nerd. Yeah, Fat okay, Nerd nice. Records. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got you. Yeah, I saw you doing a a bunch of, well, your tour. Obviously, been keeping up with that. And then yep. I remembered you had the show at Cactus Club. And then mm-hmm, um good. I looked at my podcast schedule. I usually try to do one a week mm-hmm. and then didn't have anybody for this week. So yeah, worked out perfectly. Appreciate it, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um this song I think I, I wanna say I listened through a few. Zelda was the one I have saved, but okay. Yeah, i dope. never listened through through this project. Yeah, had a good time.
1: <laughs> We're working on i appreciate that. Um we are working on um new music right now. That's the goal. The goal is to come out with a new uh, body, like a, a mixtape this year uh, as a group. And then when we drop this mixtape to kind of be more active on the live music scene, we just haven't really had a chance to do too much because I feel like we just wanted to make sense. You know, like, mm-hmm. as a group, we could perform, you know, our own little solo stuff and kind of do that, right? But it'd make a lot more sense if... We could pull up to the shows and perform more group music, you know, and mm-hmm. it's just more up-to-date versions of us. Like like you were saying before, like, the most what's current, and then kind of, like, letting that represent you as a...
0: Right. You know. Right. Yeah. Um, was that Coast show one of the first shows y'all did together, or... Mm-hmm.
1: No. Okay. We did multiple shows together. It's just um, the way everything is spaced out, because... Um, and we try not to get two in each other's way, but... The way it's like, okay, so let's say let's say Mind has a project out, right? Mm. We try to like do what we can to support and push that Mind project run or the Mind run where Mind to have some music out. It's like his turn to kind of like make his run throughout the scene to kind of make, you know, his uh, presence felt. Mm. And then uh, we just try to load up a clip for another artist to kind of go in. So uh, right now my album is out. Right before me, Ninth Architect dropped Zoo Tales. Um, and since the two of us dropped in the last, like, maybe a year almost now, like seven months, mm-hmm. we about to try to go ahead and put out the team tape, and then we'll just go ahead after this team tape, we do like a show or two or something like that, and also shout out to everybody who support Fat Nerd Records, uh, we are going to be throwing Fat Nerd Fest year four this year, sorry for all the postponing, but COVID made us have to postpone for so long, and uh, this is going to be a really big year, so I hope you guys are uh, ready for a really good Fat Nerd Fest. What is Fat Nerd Fest? Uh, so Fat Nerd Fest is pretty much like a, a music festival that I'm trying to you know continue to curate and grow. It started yeah. in my grandma's basement. Rest in peace to my grandma, but mm. she allowed me to uh, throw my first Halloween party in her basement. Sick. This was like back in 2016. Okay. It was well. We pretty much packed it out. Like people came. It was like a lot of you know weed smoke, and yeah, yeah. drinking and kicking wow. it. But it was a really good time, and everybody like talked about it a lot. So then twenty seventeen, I kind of took a break because I was like, okay, I don't know if people really cared about it, and everybody else in the group was like, dude, when are we gonna do the fat the fest again? Because everybody's asking about it. Like everybody right, cares. Right. So from twenty sixteen, we did one. Twenty seventeen, took a break. Twenty eighteen, we did a year or two. Uh twenty nineteen we did year three.
0: Still in your grandma's basement? No, no, okay. Oh yeah, right, 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 right. right, 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 right. <laughs> oh, yeah. hey,
1: so let me clarify it. Okay, so twenty seventeen we took a break. Twenty eighteen we did Fatner Air Fest at uh like a little mini golf course. Oh, cool. Because there's not like a specific venue that we do it at because usually around that time, <clears throat> you know, and again this is probably why I should probably reach out early, right? But usually around that time for Halloween, everybody's trying to throw a show. Mm. I guess it's the thing for creatives. Everybody wants to, like, have the live jump in, like, Halloween show, which is understandable. But, um, so we did it at, a, like, a little golf course. I mean, not a golf course, but, like, a little mini golf. And when we did it at that, uh, it was kind of cold outside. I wanted to make it, like, more of an outside theme. So, we, me and a friend of mine kind of, like, went, had, like, 50-50 with the ideas and, you know, really just trying to, like, make it feel more Halloween and, you know, outsideish. It was kind of windy and cold that night, yeah. so... We ended up moving that into a, inside the building of the mini golf course uh, area, and it was, like, cracking. <laughs> and then after that, the next year, we ended up doing it at the studio, and even that was cracking, and wow. it just felt really good. And so now, um, like I said, that was in 2019, 2020, pandemic hit. Yep. 2021, uh, I wanted to bring it back, but it was pandemic still, mm-hmm. and then last year, we was this close to, like, having the fest again, but yeah. I just didn't have a venue, and I didn't want to rush the idea of, yo, come to this fest, and then it'd be underperformed, because right. every year we've done it, it's been, like, an, a growing, like. Gets bigger. Yeah, yeah. And, and I want to be able to show people love for wanting to do it and being involved with it, and at the same time, like, making sure everybody benefits from it. I, I wanted this year really do do a different where I curated, like, a mixed job Bill show, mm-hmm. and, like with well, me curating it as a mixed job or show, like there would be, you know, of course like drinks and like little party party favors and stuff like that, like an actual like concert, but people would be in a costume, yeah. hanging out, having fun and stuff, and they'd be able to come <clears> and just get the best of all worlds instead of just like rap and you know. Mm-hmm. I want it to be an so experience.
0: So like cactus club or what kind yep. of venue size are you thinking? Um uh, like a cactus club. I yeah. don't want it to
1: be super crazy big unless it just gets that big and we get like financial backing to really start really doing this legally and bigger. But yeah. Um a cactus club big is alright. A Bremen Cafe is you could all do right. you could do better that or bigger. That's,
0: sorry, not better but bigger. But that's Bremen. but that's
1: cool and, and I understand that too. But like I'm just speaking as far as like Because right now, a lot of these shows, these uh, Halloween shows have been intimate, but they've been Mm. intimate with a really packed feel. Gotcha. Which is cool. Yep. Because once you start off small and then it continues to grow and people are talking about it, it gets bigger, more people start seeing the vision behind what you're doing and then there's a lot more involvement. And then that's when the moving pieces get to those, like, from cactus to, you know, maybe a... uh, What's that? A uh, Lakefront Brewery type of show, mm. you know? Or a Lakefront Brewery into maybe a, you know, Turner Hall type of show. Mm-hmm. Turner Hall into a Marcus Center Performer Arts type of right. And, you know, this is baby steps. But long story short, 2023, we will have Fat Nerd Fest year four. And yeah. I'm excited to get that to everybody.
0: Sick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Let's do it. I'll be there. Uh, it's going fire. Yeah. fire. I had no man. idea that
0: was a thing. Getting fat nerds perform, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Hell it's, yeah. it's kind
1: of like. Have you ever heard of um, so, for instance, like Dreamville, what J Cole just did? Yeah. kind of like a festival for his like label, label and everything. Uh-huh. I just want that to, be, I want Fattener Fest to be that, but in yeah. the fall, because you know, like I know, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, it goes spring, summer, fall, winter spring <laughs> so, you know there's nothing going on during the fall or the winter mm-hmm. everybody's like i gotta stack money i gotta stay in the house it's cold i'm but what if we gave people a reason to get out the house mm-hmm. that's my whole understanding i'm just like all right yeah. we can give people good music we can give them a great time and even if it's for like that one big last shebang last before spring, yeah let's do that before the winter and people don't make an excuse about how it's too much snow my car can't drive exactly. in it or oh man you know, <laughs> I wish there was something going on, but no, nah, we have something going on. Yeah. Come on to the show.
0: Awesome. Yeah. I think it's it's so hard to get people out to shows yeah. in the winter. <laughs> which That was my thinking with this Turner Hall show, too, Is because uh, the album release show we did was last August, like August mm-hmm. 20th, and that just felt like a perfect end of summer, end of season changing in the fall. So that, that's mm-hmm. why I wanted to do another August 25th. Just to ha- hit that sweet spot of people going back to school or mm-hmm. kind of just uh, getting one last hurrah before summer ends. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the same mentality with the fall, cause yeah, yeah, yeah. November hits like a bitch.
1: Fall is amazing though. Like I don't know. I, I, I feel like spring and like I was saying before, spring and fall is my favorite because you get to wear some of the best, coziest outfits. you Yeah, probably that's true. Tested, yeah, you know? yeah.
0: Right. The changing of the uh, the outfits because
1: mm. <laughs> you people be in the middle of the summer. Wearing mm-hmm. hoodies, like, right. <laughs> you're dying in that hoodie, <laughs> like, and don't get me wrong, I'm one of those wear victims, that. but still, like, yeah, yeah, you had all
0: winter with to wear that, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited to wear the swimsuit, mm. get out some, uh, yeah, barbecues, you mm-hmm.
1: know, mm-hmm. I'm, re- I'm ready for all of that, man. It's oh, yeah. Fire. oh,
0: yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, you want to wrap this up pretty soon? Or you wanna yeah, keep yeah chilling? No, we can. We can. Cool, we can. Cool, cool. It's, it's
1: all up to you, though, but we can if you want to wrap it up soon. Yeah, no, we can go for a little bit longer.
0: Cool. I yeah. Can. So, uh, Cactus Club on yeah. Saturday.
1: Yeah, yeah, man. Cactus Club, uh, April 8th. I have. Um, it's a Milwaukee tour stop for the Nostalgia Tour featuring Fred the Black Kid. Uh, mm-hmm. Special guest performers Kill Goober, Six mm-hmm. One Tribe, The Cronies, and um, man. It's going to be crazy. I don't want to say, like, who I'm going to have coming out or anything on a set, but uh, this set will be catered to Milwaukee specifically in a special way. So I'd love to see you guys, you know, come out there. If you're from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, definitely come show me some love.
0: Definitely. And I I would make it if uh, – what time does it start? What time does it end, do you think?
1: Uh, It'll probably end, like, 12, 30-ish, one – I think doors open at seven thirty, and I think mm-hmm. music can start closer to, like eight thirty, gotcha. like eight forty. Yeah.
0: I bought tickets for my my parents and I to see a comedian on Saturday, okay. and that's why I was conflicted with when you asked me to maybe get on the show way back. No, no, it's cool. I, I was like, damn, man. but that's all good, man. That's gonna be a fun show. To be
1: honest, bro, I, I appreciate you just being very, very honest with me because, um, at least that's why you couldn't make it. it, it if it was like other. in a uh, Situations, then there would have been, you know, maybe a a, a weird uh, energy. Not, I wouldn't have a, too crazy of a weird energy because I would have, like, confronted it and probably asked you why. But, mm-hmm. you know, for the most part, I'm just glad that you were just very honest with me. I'm a very honest person and understanding person. Yeah. So I appreciate you just, yeah, you know, considering it, really.
0: I feel like the worst thing is when you ask somebody to play show or, um, like, I've – I've tried to do some shows. I I tried to put together a tour basically like last Mm -hmm. summer for this last fall. It just kind of all fell through with, uh, everyone's schedules and, um, work and stuff and getting off for work, but, um, Mm -hmm. hitting people up on Instagram and you know, they're on Instagram, but then like, I get it. I get it. Like at some point your DMS do get flooded and it's hard to get back to people, but it's, it's like, at least say something. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, <laughs>
0: you know, I always try to say at least something if an outer town band tries to book in Milwaukee. I'm like, hey, that date's not gonna work. Yeah. I have I have some other Milwaukee shows. I'm trying to book around and mm-hmm. trying to play out, out of Milwaukee more. But I always give them at least a list of artists and bands that they could reach out to. Yeah. in Milwaukee. So at least not try to burn that bridge right away. No, I and <laughs> no, <bro. that's>, yeah, <laughs> no, I feel that. that
1: I think uh artists, I mean, a band from Chicago just reached out to me a couple weeks ago. I'm sorry, a couple months ago, and they was trying to actually curate a show, too, and I would have loved to have did it, like, honestly, but mm. with me getting ready for tour, I was kind of really trying to, like, limit how much I was performing, and I'm, like, a workaholic. So, oh, you reached out to me for a show? All right, cool. I'd love to do the show. Let's, let's do the show. But I had to re- learn to, re- you know, hold myself da- back. Set to, like, a boundary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, You know, the album's supposed to be dropping was on the aisle when you can't keep gigging. Yeah, digging, a lot like. going
0: on, yeah.
1: So no, exactly. um, yeah, I I get it, bro. You know, even, you know, just having to kind of just really prioritize what you got to do so that way you can have the best outcome for what you are trying to initially, like, Your end goal for whatever you're trying to accomplish, Mm -hmm. you know, turns out the way you need to. So
0: I do believe eventually we'll get we'll get it. Oh, we we're gonna have to. It's over. Yeah, we have to. (laughs) I have an idea. I literally have an idea of
1: what we can do. Um, I'm kind of in conversations with uh, a couple other groups right now, but um, if we can figure something out where I don't conflict with your schedule on how you're trying to do Turner Hall and everything, I think we should definitely tap in because. Uh yeah, I have an idea. I yeah, really man. do. And I would I, love to work with you on that
0: mixed genre kind of mm-hmm. bill kind of thing. Yeah, let's do something cool. It'd yeah, be crazy for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Cactus Club on Saturday. Um, anything else that you want to plug before we wrap this up, man? This was a great, great talk, great conversation.
1: You know, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't, go check out Nostalgia Everclear. The album as a whole just reached ten thousand streams. So. Uh, I'm appreciative for everybody who is giving it a listen, giving me a chance, taking a chance on me. Continue to keep listening to Nostalgia Ever Clear. Uh, I got some surprises throughout the year, um, so that way, you know, your experience with the album can continue to grow and you can live with it for a long time. So, Nostalgia Ever out all, all. It's Nostalgia Ever Clear is out on all, all streaming platforms, and uh, thank you all again for just supporting my journey so far.
0: Definitely, definitely. Thanks for coming on. I'll have your links in the bio and everything, but um thanks for coming on. This was dope. Appreciate it. it. Thanks for watching, y'all.